Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So here's another example of this sort of thing. We were talking about David Beckham, the soccer star, donating a bunch of money with his Instagram account and Ashton Kutcher and his wife donating a bunch of stuff. Here's a NASCAR driver, Richard Childress, donated a million rounds of ammunition that is wow. already at the border of Ukraine. Wow, that's a very NASCAR thing to do. It How's is. he got a million? I guess he, he probably bought them somehow and had them shipped. I don't know. Or maybe he just keeps a million rounds around in mm-hmm. case he needs them. You never know. <sighs> never know when the North's going to come down and do their thing. <laughs> Was that a Game of Thrones reference? Are you like accusing Canada of uh, hostility? I was thinking Civil War talk. Oh, 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 Civil Southern War, of course. NASCAR. You right. never know when the North's going to invade. Sorry, I wasn't tracking with you. Another war of Northern aggression. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, interesting moment on the NCAA women's uh, tournament broadcast the other day. Is that and, on? Uh, they, do it the, it, they do it at the same time? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and allegedly gets every bit as much attention and budget and the rest of it the is New- the men's. You know, I, I know that it's on. You know why I know it's on? Because the New York Times goes out of their way to have equal coverage of the right. of the women's NCAA tournament as they do as the men's. And so you have to fight through half the scores that you're not interested in to get to the ones you are. And it's just silly. One is one of the biggest sporting events on the planet Earth gazillions of dollars are wagered, billions of dollars in contracts for radio and television, and the other one is a nothing, but they act like they're equal in their sports coverage, which is just stupid. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't call it a nothing. I think that that overstates it, but it's it's a, in terms of national attention, it's, it's a minor sporting event. It's fine. It's good for the girls and Damn their families minor. and if the you, schools. If you could find one person who could tell you who the NCAA champion was in the women's last year. Well, you just got to guess UConn for the last uh, well, 30 true. years. That's all I know about that's it. But anyway, so uh, more on that to come. What else was I going to say? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, old Andrew Cuomo is trying to burn CNN down on his way out as he's trying to sue them for a gazillion dollars. And he's naming names and burning all of his old friends. Which one is he? Is he the governor or the one that had the show? I thought Andrew was the Andrew governor. Andrew Cuomo. Chris, yeah, sorry. Chris okay. Cuomo. That's, yeah, yeah okay. even as I said that, I thought, wow, is that right? No, you're right. Thanks. Um, so, uh, on another topic entirely, some of, the, uh, some of the theories about the election having been stolen from Trump are woven out of whole cloth. They're not true. They're, they're wackiness. Um, and, and you need to find better websites to look at. Does on he the other believe hand, them is a question I'll always have. Yeah, I think he does. I think he does. But anyway, uh, having said that, if your point of view was that the Washington establishment and media joined together to make sure Biden won, you're absolutely right about that. And it's troubling when the Washington establishment includes the FBI, the Secret Service. I mean, the, the big publications, I know they're biased, but there is growing evidence that both the FBI and the Secret Service aggressively soft-pedaled the Hunter Biden laptop thing with its uh, information about the Biden family's self-dealing and highly corrupt-looking relationships with various foreign governments and actors and, and the rest of it. Um, and when the, F, when the uh, laptop was first found and turned over and a great deal of its contents disclosed, I think it was unfortunate that Rudy Giuliani was involved. <laughs> it didn't help. 
right. did not help. And you also had, it was a reaction to 2016, Trump barely wins, Hillary's laptop, you know, actually Anthony Winner's Winner's laptop, but Mm -hmm. turned into a Hillary thing, you know, just weeks before the election. And they didn't want that to happen again. So they overreacted to another laptop story. And so they went with a different narrative. I'll bet you remember what it was. The fact that this was clearly a Russian disinformation campaign. This is a, uh, a collection of clips from the time, keeping in mind that there is not a single shred of evidence and never was that this had anything to do with Russian misinformation. That was completely fictional. Clip 70, Michael. We start this hour with a tale of international espionage. Serious questions tonight about whether the Russians are using Rudy Giuliani to interfere in the U.S. presidential election. This looks like your classic disinformation campaign. Giuliani has admitted before to working with a known Russian agent to dig up dirt on the Bidens. There are fears that what Giuliani is now pushing here in the United States could actually be part of Russia's latest and very massive disinformation campaign in the U.S. presidential election. It may very well be a Russian hack and dump operation. It is so obviously a Russian operation. That is Russian misinformation. This is a, quote, Russian disinformation operation. Appears to be and has all the hallmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. Who do you think is behind this? Well, the Russians would be my number one guess. U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Allegations of disinformation, dirty tricks, and a federal probe over Russian efforts to disparage Joe Biden. Experts say it has all the hallmarks of information laundering and all the headaches of 2016. If this is a Russian misinformation campaign, did Giuliani participate knowingly. Intelligence officials believe Giuliani may have been used as a tool to feed Russian misinformation to the president. The right wing is going crazy with uh, all sorts of allegations uh, about Biden and his family. Too disgusting to even repeat here. I mean, for all we know, these emails are made up or maybe some are real and others are fakes. We don't know. But we do know that this is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. There's overwhelming evidence that, from the intelligence community, that the Russians are engaged. Of course it can be verified. Excuse me, they found the laptop. Leslie, Leslie. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? So remember, it was the truth of it that was forbidden to be discussed on social media, Facebook and Twitter. So why is this back in the news? It's because Friday's New York Times story that unfortunately came out right after we got off the air, in which they started talking about the various emails involving Hunter Biden and his associates, which are now news according to the New York Times. And it's worth mentioning this part. In the 24th paragraph of that story, I mean, this is a big story in the New York Times on Friday. In the 24th paragraph is this sentence. Those emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appear to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The emails and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them and the investigation. And then they just went back on to the other stuff. So there's way deep into this story. An admission from the New York Times, though they're not going to admit that it was an admission, and and nobody in CNN or MSNBC or Washington Post or any of those other clips you just heard, nobody else is going to admit that it is an admission. They just admitted, oh, that story, the Russian misinformation thing, 
is completely true. Right. There was a laptop that got dropped off at a repair shop, and there are a whole bunch of emails about Hunter Biden and his associates that are got all kinds of problems in them, and we, we need to look into. And they just drop it deep into the story, the fact that we now believe it. And isn't most significantly, there's there's plenty of evidence from the emails that Joe Biden, the big guy, is involved in the family business and aware of what Hunter's been up to and the self-dealing and the rest of it. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson has been, uh, uh, you know, uh, ripping various uh, people and institutions on the uh, floor of the Intelligence Committee hearings uh, recently. Uh, and he mentioned, and I'm glad he brought this up because I'd spaced it off. He demanded apologies from the 51 former U.S. intelligence experts who signed that paper saying, that letter saying, this smacks of Russian disinformation. The whole 51 intelligence experts or 43 generals or whatever, those things are such a joke because nobody's ever held accountable for whether they were right or not. And there have been several examples, the infamous and horrific 19 eminent epidemiologists who signed Peter Daszak's letter saying, there's no way it leaked from a lab in Wuhan to even suggest that is racist. Why do we not have some sort of public kangaroo court where those people are hauled in front of, I don't know, Judge Wapner or Judge Judy or somebody and said, hey, you signed this. It was incredibly influential and you are completely wrong. What do you have to say for yourself? But we never get that satisfaction. So you 51 former U.S. intelligence experts, whoever you are, you're, you're evil. You suck. And they'd say, well, it was so important Trump not get reelected. That's why I did it. You dumb bastards. Right, <laughs> Mr. President. I just hope Somehow we can do better this than this going forward, both directions. I don't know. I don't need them to admit it out loud. It'd be nice. It'd be fun. But I don't need that. I just I just hope there are some people out there at high levels that are a little embarrassed, think they went too far, and we try to get, you know, a little closer to center going forward. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee that's happening. And you can tell whether it's the New York Times publishing that story or the, the piece you shared earlier from the editorial board saying there's a free speech problem in America and really hammering the left. I think they realize, yeah, we hated Trump so much we got dragged into a place and we did stuff I'm not real proud of. So let's pretend it didn't happen. Um, a couple of things I want to get to. I mean, we have there's some interesting stuff around the whole Ukraine story and, uh, you know, how far is America going to get drugged toward being involved in this and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, and what'd your boy say to you? You got to tell us. Oh, I can tell you that real quick. It won't take long. Here's the story. So I'm wearing my new um, snug Lycra T-shirts, undershirts that I got. Mm-hmm. Shapewear. So, Yes. They're snug Lycra undershirts. Oh, my mistake. That I purchased and talked about on the air. I, I haven't <laughs> talked about it with my kids at all. I just, they didn't know anything about it. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing one underneath my shirt. And, uh, and I'm wrestling with my son. We're actually having a tickle fight. Uh-huh. We have different rules for the tickle fight. I'm not allowed to tickle his neck. He's not allowed to tickle my feet. Those okay. are no-go zones. That's like... That's like using uh, chemical weapons or something like that. Sure, it's hitting below the belt. For either one of us. Anyway, we're kind of wrestling. My T-shirt pulls up, and he says, what is that? Are you wearing two shirts? He said, what is that, man bra? I said, what? <laughs> man bra. You're wearing a man bra. I said, well, no, it's just a T-shirt under a T-shirt. Hey, Sam, Dad's wearing a man bra. Oh, boy. 
Oh, boy. It's like you're in an episode of South Park. How did he jump to that so fast? Kyle, Kyle, your dad's wearing a man bra. How did he jump to that so fast, given the fact that I've never discussed, they've never heard of shapewear or anything like that? Mm. I'm just wearing a tank. Tony Soprano wore a tank top underneath his shirts all the time. Sure. Is it something it's that... Great role model. Something that... <laughs> Big old fat monster. Something that men used to do was wear a tank top under their dress shirts. It was a common thing to do. Absolutely. Where did he come up with the idea? Dad's wearing a man bra. Man bra? Where, mm. Man bra, huh? Man's ear. Where did you even come up with this idea? I don't, I don't know. That's that's too bad. Or was it just too obvious of what, what I was trying to pull off there? Yeah, that was hurtful. That was one of those kids not trying to be hurtful. It's just the honesty of children. Roped his brother in on it, too. (laughs) That's a technical foul. Uh, Meta employees are quitting like crazy because their stock has dropped, and why they're quitting is kind of interesting. Kanye West and Trevor Noah are in a feud. And what Trevor Noah said back is kind of interesting. And then we do have some Ukraine stuff we ought to to touch on. Oh, and we got to talk more about the dang swimmer chick who won the national collegiate title over the weekend. Swimmer, yes. Check in debate. Okay. All that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You send money and weapons to Russia, though? Well... There's a, a disinformation about China providing military assistance to Russia. We reject that. You won't and what, do so, what China, What China is doing is send foods, medicine, sleeping bags, and a baby formula. That's- Not weapons and ammunition to any party. That was a uh, a moment from an interview on Face the Nation. Um, Margaret Brennan talking to Kin Gong, the uh, the uh, ambassador from China. It was a uh, bull s fest. Very frustrating to listen to. But you know the the Chinese uh, disinformation and deception and and hiding their real intent is kind of the 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 way they swing. Uh, one more clip, clip forty, Michael. Is it your intent to go ahead? and give a lifeline to Vladimir Putin. President Xi Jinping gave uh, China's position very clear. That is, China stands for peace, opposes war. China uh, is a peace-loving country. We hate to see the situation of Ukraine come to uh, today's, you know, like this. And uh, we call for uh, immediate ceasefire. And uh, we are promoting uh, peace talks, and we are sending humanitarian assistance. And then he said in that other clip that they're sending baby formula. Is the sleeping bags, s'mores, and uh, firewood? Why is it always baby formula that people are claiming for various things? Those people who are stealing in the streets—they need baby formula. That's why they're stealing. We're not giving uh, uh, Russian military aid. We're giving them baby formula. 
It's always baby formula. I guess I yeah, feel no. that's the most that'll really tug at your heartstrings, I guess. Sure, sure. And China, which loves peace and hates war, is busily now, and this is indisputable. They are working as hard as they can across their entire society, from scientists to bankers to the military to everyone, to design systems that will, uh, at the moment they're needed, blast American satellites out of space, take down our Internet, take down our cell phone service, uh, neutralize the military's ability to communicate with themselves so they can have a lightning war to beat us. Uh, they are dedicated to that beyond perhaps anything else, so don't fall for the crap. So the biggest headline, I think, out of Ukraine today is that the Russians last night announced, we demand you surrender to the city of Mariupol, where there are still hundreds of thousands of people with barely any water, no food, no electricity. It's been that way for weeks, and it's going to be that way until they're all dead or arrested. Um, and uh, Russia said, you need to surrender, and they basically said, go blank yourself. So they're not surrendering, and uh, that's where that is. And, I mean, that that city, I mean, it's medieval. It's just flat out. It's like Alexander the Great or, um, you know, think of any of the, 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 the well-known leaders throughout history who have gone in and destroyed villages or towns, raped and pillaged. That's what they're doing in that town, and the world's watching it because what else are you going to do? They're a nuclear power. Yep, Putin, unable to triumph militarily, has decided to end the Ukrainian uh, country and its people. It's horrific. Why did a bunch of Republicans vote against Ukrainian aid? If you've heard that ridiculous story, we need to fix that for you, among other things. Um, If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As Russia has stepped up its air campaign, the Russian Defense Ministry now claims it fired a second hypersonic missile since the invasion began. With Ukrainian forces having fought Russian troops to a standstill in some areas, a show of force that Russia still holds the upper hand in firepower. So Russia used hypersonic missiles, which we just found out they had not that many months ago. Um, Some of the best technology on the planet. They go, Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation said, these missiles that go a mile a minute, a a 69... Uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) A 69 Volkswagen Bug goes a mile a minute, um, a mile a second, and uh, and they can fly low and radars can't pick them up, and you could put a, a nuclear weapon on one of those. And Russia used a couple of those over the weekend. I th- I think they didn't. They don't need to use those to evade anything there in Ukraine. I think they just wanted to alert the world. Hey, we got these, and we can use them. And we will use them. And we will yeah. use them. Which goes to a couple of things I saw over the weekend. Corey Shockey, who I've started following on Twitter, she's with. She's a Russia expert for. I shouldn't say AEI Cato, whichever one she's with. And she wrote a piece for the Washington Post over the weekend. Russia's military doctrine is to escalate to de-escalate by using nuclear weapons to force a pause by adversaries when its conventional forces cannot win. And Russia's conventional forces are not winning. That's their doctrine. That's the way they do it. If we get Mm. bogged down and aren't making any progress, we'll use a tactical nuke or something to freeze everybody in place while we get our act together. And she goes on to say, um, because they're not succeeding that uh, 
it makes this a much more dangerous war. The fact that Russia's military is incompetent, not, you know, it seems sort of counterintuitive, but. Yeah, that seems clear, though. If they had swiftly encircled all the cities and made it clear that they'd seized control of the country, and, you know, then there would have been a surrender or negotiations or something. This grinded out is horrible. Yeah, that would have been horrible for Ukraine, obviously, if they had taken. Remember the early stories about they could take Kiev in two hours or something like that? Um, If that had happened, that would have been terrible for Ukraine, but you weren't going to end up in a nuclear war. Now we might. Who the freak knows? By the way, Russia's deputy Black Sea Fleet commander was killed in Ukraine yesterday. Five Russian generals have already been killed in 25 days of fighting in Ukraine. An extraordinary number. And now they're deputy commander for the Black Sea Fleet. That is, uh, you know, well, that's the sort of stuff that continues to push Putin into a corner where what is he going to do? There's no declaring victory and calling this off at this point if he stays in power. The sanctions aren't going away. Those businesses aren't coming back in. He's done. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, been a real exercise in the fact that sometimes terrible things happen, and the only choice is to live through them, manage them the best you can. There's no fixing it. There's no saving it. There's no preventing it. It's rough. We've had such a great run historically, especially in the United States. It's tough to stomach. It's tough to watch. This is a good story. Belarusian railway workers sabotaged the railway lines, railway lines, leading to Ukraine, making it impossible for the Russians to resupply by train. I saw that. I get it's easy to forget there are governments and their people and they don't always go together, especially in these dictatorships. So you got Belarus who is on the side of Putin, at least their dictator puppet guy is, but the people aren't. They hate Putin. And you got these railway workers there in Belarus that sabotage the railway line so Putin can't get his trains through. Awesome. Yeah, love it. And they have a history of that going back to World War One and World War Two. That's like their thing, sabotaging Nats, Nazi or Russian trains. So that's like their, their lore is their huh. ability to do that. And they did it again over the weekend, which is a pretty cool story, actually. Yeah, they do have a really central kind of hubbish location for Europe, I guess. Europe and Russia. And then I wanted to get you this story, which is more politics, but it's around Ukraine and everything like that. The headlines, for instance, from the Washington Post, more than two dozen Senate Republicans vote against aid for Ukraine. Oh, I can't imagine that. Republicans just don't care about the Ukrainian people. That's horrible. And the Washington Post made a big story about it, how well, they're criticizing Biden for not doing enough. They're actually voting against aid for Ukraine. This happens all the time with these big bills. I, I wish everybody was hip to it, whether whether it's you know unfair to your side or the other side, because both sides do this all the time. Here's what actually happened. There was a $1.5 trillion government funding bill that had to pass over the weekend. It's one of those, we got to do this to keep the... Government open to keep all kinds of things working the way they're supposed to. $1.5 trillion full of Democratic priorities that were just all kinds of, you know, your wish list stuff the Democrats have wanted through for a long time. That included $13.6 billion for Ukraine. They jammed that in there to try to, so that they could do this. I mean, that's less than one, significantly less than 1% of the total thing. And some GOP fiscal hawks voted against it because they said the 99 plus percent of it that we don't like, we're not going to vote for this. 
But, of course, the Washington Post and some Democrats, they couched it as Republicans voting it against aid for Ukraine, which is just so yeah. disingenuous. It is unbelievably dishonest. Yeah, uh, uh, earmark, earmarks are back. Isn't that exciting? I read, I was reading all about this. There's a couple of Democratic senators got 60 earmarks for their states. Yeah. They, I think they limited Congress people to like 20 or something like that. There's some belief by some of the people that I really like who are fiscal hawks that say it works better, as awful as they are, it worked better with earmarks to get clear trading back and forth than without. I don't know. That's a different topic for a different all day. Right, right. But the whole jamming stuff into a giant bill and then claiming one individual part of a gigantic bill that's like like 5,000 different things into it, you voted for that or against that, is just dumb. It's completely dishonest and dumb, yeah. Oh, speaking of amazing amounts of money, i got to tell you the uh, uh, Chris Cuomo trying to burn CNN down story in a moment or two as he's trying to get $125 million out of the network. But first, a quick word from our friends and sponsors at Simply Safe Home Security, recently ranked the best home security by U.S. News, PC Magazine, and Popular Science. They all three say Simply Safe can't be beat. And they didn't say it's the best home security for the price. It's just plain the best home security, which is amazing when you consider the fact that Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day. You set it up yourself in around 30 minutes. It's really simple to use, so you will actually use it, unlike a lot of really complicated systems with way too many menus and buttons that people don't use. And there's never a long-term contract. That's how proud they are of it. You can try it for 60 days, risk-free, and if you decide to keep doing it, there's not a contract. You're not locked into Simply Safe. Comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, including the all-new wireless outdoor security camera. Always know what's going on inside and outside your home. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize the perfect system for your home. Just takes a few minutes. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring, which is excellent 24-7 professional monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. So you probably remember old Chris Cuomo getting uh, canned from CNN for helping his brother, the groper, uh, cover up his crimes, trying to discredit his accusers, the rest of it. Um, that, that's, well, is that what did him in? Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, the guy who ran CNN, the affair. Okay, that's oh, what, Jeff did, Zucker. That, that's what yeah. did him in. Well, and then, so Cuomo, among other things, he threw Zucker under the bus and got Zucker fired, which uh, his old colleagues didn't appreciate. But in his lawsuit against CNN, asking for $125 million, which is a hell of a deal, he said his strategy essentially is to rat out all of his colleagues for everything they did that was questionable in terms of uh, journalistic ethics and say they didn't get in trouble when they did this. Don Lemon didn't get in trouble when he did this. Jake Tapper didn't get in any any trouble when he did this. And that's his legal strategy, throwing everybody under the bus. And, you know, some of the allegations more interesting than than others. He went, you know, you ever, uh, we've actually played the tapes, come to think of it, of of, uh, Chris Cuomo saying to Don Lemon, I love you, brother. I love you too, D. Lemon. They would, you know, And I love you. That's that's a different Cuomo, but anyway, they just uh, made a big show of uh, what good friends they were and uh, hanging out the Hampton, Hamptons, Instagram selfies, uh, all those I love you's on the air. Well, uh, Cuomo and his lawyers are now saying, wait, 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 Don Lemon totally tipped off Jesse Smollett 
Jussie Smollett, Lemon warned him personally that Chicago police didn't believe his false accusations of a hate crime. Hey, that was against news for you. I have bad news for you, dude. I don't think people are believing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, specifically, hey, I talked to the cops and they don't believe you. And uh, and so Cuomo's people are saying that was against journalistic ethics and they didn't they didn't fire him. And then uh, and then they went after Jake Tapper. And I, I read the entire article because I was like, wow, Jake Tapper, he's, he's a pretty solid journalist. I wonder what he did. Well, as it turns out, he, he met with, some, with uh, congressional candidate Sean Parnell and said, why don't you run in a safer district instead of against uh, Connor Lamb, who's pretty strong? Just asked him the question. And allegedly that was advising him on his campaign and the rest of it. So Cuomo threw uh, Jake Tapper under the bus as well. But. You know, you dance with the devil, you're going to get stink all over you or something like that. And sure enough, all of uh, his old buddies at CNN are, are learning what Chris Cuomo is really about. Nice job, Chris. Well, if we're going to do celebrity gossip, how about the between Trevor, Trevor Noah, the host of The Daily Show, and um, Kanye West. So Kanye West was attract, attacking Trevor Noah because Trevor Noah made jokes about him, I guess. Okay. And Kanye West... Kanye, who was just banned from being at the Grammys because he's too crazy. One of the biggest musical stars in the history of music. Can't right. be at the Grammys. So uh, Kanye West put out a uh, a little song thing that he tweeted out where he's singing a song about Trevor Noah that included a... Um, uh, a racial slur. I, I don't. I don't even know how to re- refer to racial slurs anymore without getting myself in trouble. He was singing "Kumbaya," but he changed the "kum" to something else, which With is an "n," I would presume. Yeah, which is interesting for a black guy to be attacking another black guy by using that word in an allegedly devout Christian uh, throwing that around. And and Trevor Noah actually actually said for as for Kanye West's use of uh, the word, and he said the word. Clearly, um, some people are still stupid, but I thought that was really, really funny, dude. It actually made me laugh. But um, Trevor Noah said, I'm really worried about you. Uh, I've woken up too many times and read headlines in newspapers about men who've killed their exes, their kids, and then themselves. I never want to read that headline about you. I'm worried about you. Wow, that is interesting. The Grammys, it was Kanye West's people put out a statement saying, yeah, he's not going to perform at the Grammys because of his recent concerning behavior, troubling behavior. It was remarkably candid. Trevor Noah said, your play on words was funny as S. Um, maybe we can share a laugh in the future. But then he did that whole paragraph about, you know, guys who lose it and kill yeah. their whole family and themselves. And that's that's now a couple of people who've responded with the super sad, I'm afraid you're going down a bad road, dude. Um, Including Pete Davidson himself. Yeah. Dang it. It's easy to forget that people in the news, whether they're politicians or singers or whatever, are actual human beings with the very same human emotions and problems as anybody else. They're not different because they're on TV, and it's not a TV show. It's an actual guy with an actual divorce, with actual feelings, and actual mental illness, and all the everything's real. It's easy to forget right. that sometimes. Well, the, and uh, you got to admit, the celebrities who make their "quote unquote" real life into an entertainment vehicle, sure. uh, you know, they kind of play into it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, when you're tied into the Kardashian thing, that happens. 
Um, what was the thing? We got Which a good reminds thing. me, it, now is a, as good a time as ever to announce my new reality show, Joe Getty, playing golf and getting fat. <laughs> We're still looking for a uh, uh, a cable channel that's yeah, willing to air I'm, it. I'm five episodes in. There seems to be a certain sameness. I mean, I, I couldn't even tell <laughs> if I accidentally was re-watching episode one again, but no, it was episode three. Well, some episodes are more about getting fat than the golf. Some are more golfy, but there's getting fat in them. Sometimes but, you aren't uh, even wearing a different colored shirt. If you could just change up the wardrobe a little bit. Yeah. So I know I'm on a different episode. Fair criticism. <laughs> Everybody's favorite collegiate swimmer in the news. Stay tuned for that. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We should never have to prove that she is not good in order to say that she can compete. She should be able to be celebrated purely for her athletic ability, just like any other woman. That's Schuyler Baylor? First op- Skyler. <laughs> the first openly transgender athlete on a NCAA Division I men's team wanting to celebrate... The fact that Leah Thomas won the national championship. Yes, she's the greatest collegiate female swimmer in America in the 500 yards over the weekend. She will compete in the 200 yard and the 100 yard this week. So, and she's expected to win both of those, by the way. And, uh, yeah. It's just bizarre. It's insane. The... The number of Americans, the percentage of Americans, really people around the world who understand that this is just ridiculous and 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 crazy and so sad the way it cheats the the women out of their just desserts, their appearance in the Olympics, that sort of thing is just it's sad and it's 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 awful. Um, but there's that small cabal of people that are ready to to call you a hater, a transgender, or what have you, and people are afraid of that, so they they're silent. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Emma Wyant, the actual champion, um, who finished one almost two full seconds behind Thomas. But she's a freshman, so there she was going to win the college championship as a freshman, which is wow. really something. I mean, she is, you know, a standout, but she finished second, and there you go. Yeah, it's just it's just sad. Parents of the swimmers are speaking out, saying, you know, it's uh, is anyone actually fooled by Leah Thomas? I'm a physician, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just it's I, I, I feel like there's just there's no argument on the other no, side. I feel like you can't have somebody who's been a male their whole life, who went through male puberty, has the bone mass, the muscle mass, the lungs, the heart, the everything competing against biological females. Virtually nobody thinks that's right. And yet it continues. I feel like fooled's the wrong word. Nobody's fooled by anything. We all know exactly what's going on. And almost everybody is in the same spot on this, including some of the other swimmers that I saw interviewed. Look, I believe trans is a thing. I wish her all the luck in the world. Um, I'm proud of her for, you know, doing what she did, and she could be my friend, blah, blah. But she doesn't get to compete against us. Every, no. Almost everybody is there. They're not transphobic. There are very few people that are in the hating trans category or the 
this makes sense to us category. Almost everybody else is in between. Yeah, that's fine. She gets to be decide she's a, a woman and she can be a woman, not, but she doesn't get to compete against these other girls. And almost everybody agrees on that, but every organization is too scared to stand up and, and take it on. Yeah, the NCAA made kind of a lily-livered half move by saying, well, uh, you know, at the elite level, uh, we ought to have different rules. And every sport ought to decide on the rules at the elite level. Uh, We're not going to tell them what to do because we don't want the activists to be mad at us. I threw in that last part. That is clearly true. The rubber's going to meet the road, as I've been saying for a long time at the Olympics at some point, I assume. So as the best amateur swimmer in America... I assume she's destined for an Olympic team at some point. She normally uh, would be. Yeah, I, I suppose so. But did you see that picture of Leah Thomas on yeah. the podium with the uh, other gals? Yeah. Where she towers, Leah towers over the other women, who included an Olympian. Now, sometimes that happens. I mean, that's the way LeBron James looks against most NBA players. That's the way Usain Bolt looked against most runners. But that's not what happened here. No, no. Like I say, there's just no argument on the other side, except the, the sort of progressive mumbo-jumbo about you've got to accept her who she is. She's as much a woman as any woman is. No, that's not true. Not biologically, not physically. And we're talking about a physical competition. You people are crazy. I assume she's oh, Martina Navratilova, the openly uh, gay uh Tennis star from back of the day, she said we even have, need to have an asterisk next to the name. She's really against this sort of stuff, mm-hmm. um, yeah. as are a number of gay folk. There's not an overlap there of 100%. Yeah. Next hour, an incredibly moving uh, video narrated by Volodymyr Zelensky. If you miss next hour, no worries. You can get it later via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com or wherever you like to get podcasts. Armstrong and Getty.